Geekish Cast, episode 102, My Three Calgarians. Hey, this is Joe with Classic Comic Con. Come join us October 1st and 2nd at the McHenry Event Center in Modesto, California. We've got some great things planned. Battlestar Galactica Reunion for the classic show. We've got Manu Interami from Star Trek Voyager coming in. So please come join us. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And today, from my two roommates, I am joined by Corey Gerard, Jen Snack, and Callum Carnegie. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you, bud? Um, pretty fair. It's a Saturday. I've got a full fridge of beer. I should be doing okay. <laughs> I'd like to say the same thing, but I think I drank mine all last night. Well, you know, that's that's the nice thing. There's always a, uh, a store nearby that has more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can do any more. I think I'm done. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, well, so you and I, Corey, uh, specifically, but your show, uh, my two roommates in in general, came across each other's radar because of Corner Gas, primarily, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think you had just done an um, an episode with Lauren Cardinal, and we saw I saw it tweeted out, and I retweeted it, and then I guess we just kind of connected through that way. Yeah, and so tell me a little bit. You've got a, a show you do that I believe you put up on YouTube called My Two Roommates. Why don't you give me a little bit about that? Uh, so my two roommates, it's about uh, three roommates living together, um, complete different people. They have absolutely no business living together. Uh, they try to basically um, get through the daily task of just surviving together. Uh, so it leads to a lot of funny situations, a lot of anger. Uh, it's a lot of fun to shoot. And we started doing it last year. Uh, we started off as a project just to practice, I guess, filming and editing and and whatnot. We're a bunch of actors that just kind of came together and, you know, a production partner, you know, decided, okay, well, let's do it. Let's give it a shot and let's see how it looks. And then, you know, the quality, not the greatest, um, but with the amount of feedback that we got back about the show itself, we decided to upgrade all of our equipment and we're moving into season two. Awesome. So you guys have found a, uh, a pretty responsive audience then? Actually, yeah, we have. We have, uh, I guess there's a lot of people in Calgary I've gotten a lot of feedback actually from people in New York. I've gotten people in Tennessee, uh, people in California. Um, I spent a little time in California last year in LA and I met a, met a group of actors down there and they've been supporting the show as well and throwing it out. We had a, a special guest star last year by the name of Grace Valerie. She's a singer down in LA that I met when I was down there. Uh, she posted it out her episode to all her followers and yeah, we just got great feedback on it and, Obviously, there's, you know, with it being a no budget, there's a lot of stuff that we have to correct, but, uh, you know, we're going to do that in season two. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's all kind of a learning process, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely it is. Like, I mean, other than, I mean, I've been on set, but I've never been behind the camera uh, until really we started doing this kind of stuff. So, you know, we got all the editing programs and it was just right from framing all the way down to the final editing. It's everything's been learning as we go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure every single shoot that we've done, we've we've learned something new about you know proper lighting and you know framing and that kind of thing, like where to where to set everything up so that it looks the best that it possibly can, given our you know our lower end equipment, I guess. Right. What we got. Um, well, but, but technology these days, even lower end equipment is better than what lower end equipment would have been even ten or twelve years ago, right? True. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I remember I was watching, uh, what was I watching the other day? Oh, I was watching uh, Three's Company the other day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that show. It's a great show. But, I mean, you look at the quality of back in the 70s compared to we, we can shoot 
better quality on our cell phones nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, and that's not a knock on the show. I mean, that was just the technology of the times. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. With, with the technology that we have, with even with the editing programs that we have, mm-hmm. I mean, learning new stuff, how to color correct, how to warp stabilize, which I learned yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, it takes shakes out of camera. I mean, you can pretty much make everything look cinematic. Oh, I agree. You know, um, I don't know how much you guys know about Geekish Cast, but it's my wife and her sister were going to do a podcast about writing. Oh. And so we, we bought them some equipment, and then uh, December rolled around, and there was a little independent film that came out called Star Wars The Force Awakens. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we so I made it a few, a few waves. In the- yeah, yeah. So I, I turned into like a three-year-old and didn't shut up for about two weeks about it. My wife's like, you know, I, I bet if you put this on the Internet, somebody other than me would like to hear it. <laughs> so I was like... Oh, well, yeah. So I didn't know anything about recording or editing or anything and jumped in with both feet. So I certainly appreciate people who can just go, you know what, I've got an idea, and I don't care how many times I bloody my nose figuring it out, I'm just going to jump in and do it. That's Especially in this industry, it's so, especially in Calgary, it's so tough to to be an actor, to be able to put on a production. Um, All those shows that are here, I mean, they're all basically – uh, American shows that are casted, you know, with American leads, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, we have to do stuff like this. We gotta blow open our own doors, and we want to act. We just we have to do it ourselves and make our own productions, and just hope to get a good following, right? Make our own opportunities. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about your marketing and your outreach, but let me let me do this real quick, just so we get an idea of everybody's background. Uh, Callum, what do you do on my two roommates? What's your relationship to the show? I guess I'm the lead production designer, I guess you could call it. Like, I do all the lighting, camera work, framing, direction, um, writing here and there as well. Okay. I've written a couple episodes, but uh, mostly, at least, mostly direction. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And then, Corey, you created and wrote the majority of it. Am I correct in that? Uh, yeah, I created it last year, wrote... Uh, well, I actually, I wrote all of last season. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote all of last season. And uh, this year, with the help of Callum, uh, we've written 13 episodes. But, yeah, it's basically just creating and writing. I helped direct a little bit, but uh, for the most part, it's, yeah, just the creating and writing okay. and acting. And then obviously. Now I'm going to make sure we don't ignore her, but I know Jen is kind of the, the mystery person here, and that explains the Zorro mask she's wearing. Um, <laughs> but. But Jen, what you're coming in in the second season, yes? Yes, I am. Okay. And so what? And we'll start with Jen a little bit here. What is your background? How did you get into acting and uh, video production and that sort of thing? Um, well, uh, I'm kind of new to it. I got my start mm-hmm. last year in a feature-length sci-fi, which I really want to do. And I just have been applying to every single thing I could find on Facebook, and I think that's how I met these guys. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we I, yeah, we were shooting, we are holding auditions for a short film that Callum actually wrote. Yeah. And uh, we ran into Jen. Yeah. I didn't get the part. She didn't get the part, <laughs> she didn't get the part for, for that one, but we, for the, we were, Corey and I were talking and we thought well, she'd be perfect for like a new character on My, on two, my roommates. two Roommates for season two, right? So. Oh, okay. And Jen, is the, the 
the you said you did do a, that the sci-fi project you were trying to get on, or you didn't get that one? Oh, sorry, I, I got it, but sci-fi is what I want to focus on. Gotcha. So what what project was that? Can you give us the name, or is it still name not out? Strippers. It's not about strippers. Um, it's, an, <laughs> it's an 80s style uh, gore B-movie style sci-fi that sounds fantastic it'll be super great when they finish filming it <laughs> yeah I, I, even just that vague description I want to see it <laughs> just a name I want to see it yeah, yeah. guys are out of imagery too for that one yeah. Yeah. yeah so Corey what was your background that got you into video production acting and all of that um, I've always been writing um, I, I think I wrote a mock episode of uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air when I was in grade ten. Uh, nice. <laughs> it was a it was a high, it was an English project that we had to do, and I got uh, apparently really good. Uh, well, I, I got really good marks on it, and then uh, visual arts class in high school, we had to do an episode of Friends, and I had to play Joey uh, Tribbiani, and it just kind of sailed from there. And then I moved uh, to Alberta. And kind of got out of it, but I, I kept writing a little bit. And I got cast in a community theater, very, very, very small part. And uh, got me on stage, and I just remembered the love that I had for acting and decided I wanted to get back into film. Uh, I did a bunch of plays out here uh, with this local uh, community theater group. I did, um, I think, three or four leads. Um, that's actually how I met Callum here. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I wanted to get into film and TV. Uh, I talked to Fred Awanek about it, actually, and he gave me some tips about how to do it. Uh, I went, I got an agent. Uh, I did a bunch of workshops here. Uh, one workshop I did was with a man by the name of Sean Johnston. There's a TV show in Canada, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, called Heartland. He, I've, he- I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. It's, it's kind of our, I don't even know how to describe it. I guess it would be kind of Canada's version of the TV show Nashville. Oh, okay. I guess similar to that. I've never seen Nashville. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ne- neither have I, but I played along with it. <laughs> but um, he, he's a prominent character on that. He plays the grandfather. I did a workshop with him, and uh, I, when I got the the reel back, I saw myself on camera and thought, you know what, I can actually do this. I actually enjoy doing it. So. I did more training. I did more workshops. Uh, I spent some time in L.A. working with uh, Adrian Armante and Phil Lewis. Phil Lewis, uh, director on the TV show Mike and Molly. I uh, spent some time down there with them, got more training, made some connections, and then came back here. And as far as the production with, with uh, my two roommates, like I said, it was just an opportunity to get actors together and do our own project, just so that we're constantly acting at least once a week doing something and trying to get ourselves out there. Okay. And then, Callum, what was your background? Uh, well, I, I started off doing stage plays in, uh, in high school and I, doing acting. And I really, I really enjoyed doing that, that kind of thing. Um, so I, when I moved to Airdrie when I was 18, as Corey mentioned, I met him there at, uh, at the community theater and worked together with him for a couple of years on that. And then, uh, he mentioned the idea of, you know, we should start a, a production company. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to get into film and, you know, I've always loved movies. It's always been something that I've really enjoyed doing. Like again, back in high school, our film studies class, it was, it was my highest mark out of everything. And it was, 
the most fun that I had in high school, to be perfectly honest. And uh, yeah, so started started shooting stuff more and more, started writing stuff, and uh, I'm actually attending SAFE right now. Um, yesterday was my, my orientation day, We my first, I guess, official days on Tuesday, so for the next two years, I'm going to be, like, I'm going to be at SAFE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for learning how to how to write and how to hone my craft, I guess. You, you, oh, excellent. Yeah. So. All right. So then, Corey, um, you said you started my two roommates as a project. Yeah. Are, are you are you attending school right now, or what kind of project was it? No, it was just a project to see if we. It was more of a, a practice thing, I guess. Okay. To, see if we could do it. Um, you know, we have spending my, my time in LA. I hate to keep going back to that, but when I was down in LA, we learned not just the acting side, we learned directing side and not so much about the actual film itself, but we kind of got, um, some literature, I guess, on, on how to film and what to do okay. the scenes and whatnot. So I just, we wanted to practice it. And like I said, it's so, so tough in Calgary for, for newer actors coming up. It's not impossible, uh, but it's very, very tough. There's a lot of starving actors here, and there's not a lot of projects going on. So um, we decided, you know, let's just do it. Let's just get ourselves out there. So when when I say project, I mean more that we wanted to uh, just get ourselves, open up our own doors, get ourselves seen. And, I mean, you know, anything can happen on YouTube these days. There's uh, a show here in Canada called uh, Letter Kenny. not sure if you're familiar with that. Not at all. So it's the show out here. Um, they started off doing two-minute skits on YouTube. Uh, okay. Two-minute little skits about life in the little town of Leonard Kenny. And now they're picked up by a station out here called Crave TV. They have a full season, and they just got approved for season two. Oh, excellent. Well, and one of the things is, yeah. you know, because I have a, lo- a lot of Canadian listeners, but... I have 10 times as many American listeners and uh, Americans don't kind of realize that in Canada, there's also, there's still regional television as well where a territory or a province will actually fund local, uh, local productions because it is local basically. Yeah, there, there is, they've they've actually gotten away from it. There's a thing going on right now, actually out here through ACTRA about um, a lot of our works are being done by outside people, whether it's Americans or Europeans or, or whatever it is, people that are coming in to do work that should be, uh, Canadians should be allowed to do, like the writings, like the acting, like the directing, they're going to outside sources instead of using Canadian talent. Now, why would they do that? I, I'm still not 100% familiar with the story. I was just reading it yesterday. Um, but that seems to, what's, to be like, we have our, our channels up here. We've got CTV, we've got Global, we've got CBC. Uh, right. Um, we have all that kind of stuff. Um, and it, other than CBC, uh, all the shows that like Global will put on, uh, I mean, one of their biggest shows is Madam Secretary. Right. It's not a it's not a it's not a Canadian show. Uh, CTV, they did have Corner Gas. Mm-hmm. Else is Big Bang Theory, Mike and Molly, all that kind of stuff. So um, there are networks here that they, they try to put on Canadian works. But for the most part, there's just not a lot out there, right? Well, I, I knew it was smaller. It, that seems weird to me since most metrop- metropolitan areas in Canada are actually also partially in American uh, media markets. Yep. 
it's, it seems redundant to me to then put on more American programming. Yep. And uh, the thing is, a lot of them are shot here too. Like, uh, oh yeah, the TV show Suits is shot in in Toronto. Um, well, and uh, half of everything done in Hollywood anymore is done in Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. Uh, yeah. For a while there, there was a lot, a lot of stuff done here in Calgary, um, because of our, I guess, our terrain. But I think they said Calgary lost six major projects in two and a half months. So wow. Kind of yeah, like, that was kind of a big blow for the Alberta film industry. Right. Did, did you know? Did they that province change their uh, tax credits or anything? Was there something like that? Or uh, Jen is shaking her head. Yes. So I, maybe I she heard. Will. I heard it had something to do with the fact that we companies coming in. Yeah, because that happens here in the states quite a bit as well. Well, there's that. There's the tax credits, but also. Last year, a bunch of our southern states passed some really terrible draconian anti-LGBT laws. Yeah. And simultaneously, a lot of production companies just said, you know what, that's fine. You can take your tax credits and shove them up your ass because we're not going to work there. Yeah. And it it kept a few of them from going on, but not a, not enough of them, you know. Um, I, see, I think I'm not sure about Calgary, but Jen seems to be sure about it. But I know Vancouver. Like, Vancouver, they actually have a pretty strict tax credit because you actually have to have a, uh, a BC driver's license and a place of residence to, to work in Vancouver. Toronto is like the number one and then Vancouver and then one. Really? Come to. We just don't offer the, the breaks that Toronto and Vancouver are offering. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't know but that. But I heard that Vancouver was starting to get rid of that too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Were any of you guys Star Trek fans at all? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of the web series Star Trek Continues? I yeah, I didn't know it was a web series. I thought that was is, is that the one with, where Par- Paramount got really pissed about the fact that no, that's that's Axanar, and I don't like to talk about them very much. <laughs> um, no, the Star Trek Continues. I've actually had their Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and one of their directors on. Cool. You know what? I'll send you guys the links when we're done. I'll, I'll Corey, I'll, I'll email them to you or send them to you on Twitter so you can check them out. The reason I'm going to bring this one up is because their Mr. Scott is played by Chris Doohan, James Doohan's son. Oh, really? And, yeah, so the first time I watched it, I had like this creepy chill up my back. I'm like, what the hell? And then I looked up the credits, and I was like, oh, that explains it. Yeah. Well, so the Doohans were Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that Chris has been working in the States so long that he can't actually take jobs acting in Canada anymore. Really? Yeah, I don't know what the specifics are. I had somebody try to explain it to me once, and I was just a little bit shocked by that, that if you're out of the area or if you take residence in L.A., you can't go back to Vancouver automatically and get another job. There's, like, steps involved. Well, I didn't know that at all. Well, if, if you're... Well, and I don't know that I'm getting it correct. Like I said, I had some trouble understanding the whole thing, but I was blown away by that fact. I know that... Or by that circumstance. I, I know they'd rather give jobs to Alberta residents through through our agent they'll send up please refer alberta or local talent only to vancouver well even for like alberta but i'm assuming vancouver would be the same so they'd probably take Canadian talent over so if you're not living here anymore i could see that being an issue yeah but that that's kind of what confuses me because then when you watch like suits yeah other than um what's his name guy plays mike ross um what's his name gabriel adams i mean he's the only canadian on the show yeah 
right? I mean, Gabriel Ma, I was just Gabriel Ma, but I don't know their names. If you're an American company running an American TV show, that'd probably be easier to get there. Which is weird, though, because we just cast a foreigner as a Batman in the previous series and as Superman in the new series. Yeah. And you figure an American company would, like, not want to outsource their American icons. Well, yeah, that's, to me, that just, it boggles my mind. Uh, but you know what, that, that's the industry, though, right? They, yeah. It's not about, you know, what's <laughs> the word? There's a lot of missed loyalty for some areas, and I'm not saying towards certain people. But I think, you know, these companies, they just want to get the best person they can. Maybe there's just some favoritism. Who knows? That's a money thing, too. Yeah. That's what a lot of it comes down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure there's back channeling and favors that come into play as well. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we don't see. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that um, goes back to baseball days and Mike Piazza being drafted by the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's always, yeah, there's always little deals that you don't know about that go into these things. Yeah. Um, wow, we just took a nice little trip around the world there on that one, though. <laughs> um, well, let's let's um let's talk a little bit more though about. So you decided you're gonna you're gonna make your show my two roommates. Yeah. Um, but you said you hadn't directed anything, so your time in L.A. It sounds to me like did you get books on direction? I mean, what did you do to kind of get yourself ready to start handling directing for this show? Uh, well, I, I had directed before. Uh, okay. Not film. I directed stage. Uh, I had written two plays uh, for one act festivals in the past, and I directed those. Um, but when we were in LA, we actually did learn direction. So I, there wasn't necessarily the literature that I got on that and that part of it. The directing mm -hmm. actually learned because, like I said, we had uh, Phil Lewis was one of our instructors, and like I said, he's a director on Mike and Molly. So he was down there. We got a lot of uh, information on directing and one of the projects that we had to do, uh, we had a, um, we had a scene partner and we had to put on a scene that Adrian had given us. Um, and we got to shoot in a studio one day. So we got to sit back and not only do ours, we got to watch other groups go up. We got to watch the direction. We got to sit behind the camera there and just kind of watch how, Adrian was directing what he wanted to see and whatnot. So we kind of, we learned it, learned everything except for doing the behind the, like, the camera, the framing and the editing, but we learned a lot of directing in there. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So now when you get ready to put together a uh, web series like this, did you, I mean, did you have a full set of scripts? Did you kind of fly by the seat of your pants? Give me a little idea about how you approached it. Um, I think I wrote, first five episodes um i it's kind of a project i've been i've been working on for for a while um i originally started writing it not for a web series i started writing it for uh to do a pilot to to send to our canadian tv shows or okay to get a i tried to get a um an agent out of vancouver to to help me move the scripts and whatnot but they weren't accepting at the time so when i went back to it last year thinking about what can we do for a web series. I was like, well, we can actually trim this down a little bit. Uh, it had already five episodes written, so we just kind of trimmed it down. I tuned some of the characters a little bit, and uh, it took me probably about, I'd say, four months, I think it was, to really get it up. And then we started filming. We filmed the first four episodes before we started posting any of them. But it took, it was, it's been a while in the making. I'd say about four years of writing the show. 
Okay, well, and that's, yeah, that's another thing I don't think people see before they go into something, is there's a lot of prep before you get from paper to something filmed and ready to run. Oh, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been crazy. I think we posted our last episode in December last year. I think our Christmas episode was the season finale. Um, and then we, we took a break, and I think Callum and I have been discussing season two probably since February. Yeah, coming up with ideas and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, writing stuff down and about how we could, you know, gearing up for, for the next season because we did want to, that was always our intention was to come mm-hmm. up with another another season of the show, but things got a little bit delayed just from some restructuring in the, the company and that kind of thing, but uh, now we're we're ready to go now. We got, uh, how many episodes do we have written? 13. 13. We got 13 full episodes. Ready no, to sorry, go. We, have, we have 12 because we haven't written episode four yet. That's oh, the, right. the, the scary Halloween episode that we're going to do. We're right, going right. freak show. Yeah, so we got we got 12 episodes written, and if things are going well, if people are responding well to it, then we're going to write some more with cap of, like, maybe 20 episodes. That's that's being optimistic wow. again. That's if uh, that's if we get some, some good feedback in, if things still go smooth with all our, you know, all our casting <laughs> and that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jen's here laughing, so I'm assuming she doesn't want to do more than 13. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, that's no. not what her contract said. <laughs> that's not what I signed for at all. Yeah. No. I signed for 13. That's it. I'm done. You're on your own. Oh, man. So let me ask you guys. I mean, what? Well, so here's the thing. I deal with a lot of people that do, you know, they make web series and independent comics, this, that, and the other. Yeah. But we all got to pay the bills somehow, right? Like me, I'm a plumbing salesman. I sell toilets. That's what I do for a living. Mm. How how do you get well, not just toilets, but you know what I mean? Plungers <laughs> too. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I actually I, I sell large amounts to contractors. I don't sell to people. Oh, okay. So I sell like you know I sell like pallets of stuff, not like you know a toilet and a stick of pipe. Door to door toilet salesman. Yeah. Hello. Would you like? Oh, never mind. <laughs> How how do you guys make a living? Because, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm going to be a comic book artist, and at 22, I'm going to hit it, and that's all there's going to be. But you got to pay the bills. you got to put your time in. And if you're not lucky, if you're not standing in the right place, you may have to work another job and do the thing you're passionate about. So if you guys wouldn't tell me, tell me, you know, how, what do you do to make ends meet as you're working on these kinds of projects? Um, well, right now I, I have a job in Calgary. We, we actually, well, except for Jen, uh, actually Calgary, Callum moved too. Anyway, we film in a, in a little town, a city north of Calgary called Airdrie. But I work in Calgary. Uh, I work in a warehouse as a, uh, a manager. Mm-hmm. So I've actually got a really good shift. Now I work Sunday to Wednesday, uh, 5 a.m. to 3.30. So I've got three, uh, three days off throughout the week, every week. Um, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm constantly working on the show. Um, at nights, I'm working on the show, whether it's editing or, or whatnot. But that's how I'm paying the bills right now. And it's just, yeah, something that I'm going to have to keep doing until our projects pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that, that's just it. And that's, that's kind of the thing I like to focus on, though. So people realize... Yeah, it's good to work on what you're passionate about, but you know you may have to figure something else out too in the meantime. So gotta eat. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> eat. yeah, yeah. And yeah. there are people that I know who have uh, scrapped jobs to to try to pursue their passion, and if that works for them, that's that's fantastic. That's great. But 
I mean, me personally, I've got a house, I've got a car, I've got a dog. I mean, I, I got bills to pay, so I can't oh. just scrap what I'm doing and go on hopes and dreams, right? I mean, our goal is to make this work and do this as, you know, for a living and, and to be able to concentrate all of our time on it. But, yeah, we got to pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. So how about, um, well, Callum, how about you? What do you, you got another gig that you work on or a job that you do, or are you in this full-time? Uh, well, I was working at a, at a trucking company full-time, just, uh, saving up as much, uh, as much money as I could. Cause as I mentioned, I'm a full-time student now at state. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, working there, saving as much as I could and, and evenings and weekends coming over here to work on it, work on the show. Uh, right now, I'm really I'm really focusing on my my studies. I really wanna I really wanna get like do well in in this course, and I would love to be able to work in this industry full time. That's kind of my my goal. And, okay. Yeah, that's another reason why I really wanted to go to go to school is to meet people in the industry and yeah to network to learn how to network. Because ask ask anybody here. I I just got a Twitter. Last week, Twitter, <laughs> I still don't have a photo on it. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Janet, uh, I just found your website. It looks to me like you you do entertainment full time, then, huh? I'm I'm working on it. Um, yeah. I'm living in a tent right now, eating pigeons. Well, that's all right. You know, pigeons, if you use the right spices and temperature, they come out okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like a nice, good campfire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you were a nutritionist, though. Well, I I have an arts degree, which I've done nothing with, and then I just finished school for nutrition, and uh, I'm just kind of enjoying not working right now. No, oh, well, as a as a nutritionist, can I ask you a question? Oh sure. How many times a week can I eat sushi and still be healthy? Oh, I would say every day. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> fish is good. I, I, fish is good. Sushi. I just got turned on to sushi, and I, now I can't stop. Oh, wonderful. That's awesome. Uh, Corey, I got a question for you as creator of the show, though. And, and this is where I get dark and serious for a moment, okay? Okay, and then let, me, let me put my face on. Okay. Yep. Um, so your character in your show has a girlfriend in the first couple episodes. Yeah. Um, please tell me she's not supposed to be uh, mentally handicapped and she's just really dumb she's just really dumb <laughs> okay yeah no she's uh she's just really dumb we got a surprise with her actually in season two okay she's, uh, she's but, in the show but no the, the character that or the, the actor that plays her is absolutely fantastic actress she does a great job there uh just playing the uh the dumb character yeah because <laughs> i i had i had a little bit of a hard time watching that one i was just like I sure hope this is just a, a very dumb woman and not what I think I'm seeing. We wanted to have uh, one thing. I, I, I mean, when you watch TV shows, there's always that one dumb character. And yes. uh, we had the one lead, uh, the one gentleman who was a naive character, but I, I wanted a really Kelly Bundy ish type of character in there. Who wasn't a full-time character. So we had to put her in there and just kind of let her go with it and let her just be, you know, as dumb as she possibly could. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to tell you, that was the one thing that troubled me. <laughs> the one thing that troubled me. 
Um, she, she's in it in season two as well. Um, very small part because uh, as an actress, she's more of a theater, and she's actually in a play and directing a play uh, this year. So her, she's very limited. So it's arguably some of the funniest parts in the in the show. Yeah, in season two, in season two she's got some really <laughs> funny parts, but they're but they're very limited as to to um, the length of time that she's going to be on the show. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So we talked a little bit early on about um, you know Twitter and getting followers and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. How. <sighs> What methods of reaching out to people and trying to find an audience have you employed? And is there one that you can say you tried that really didn't work and one that you could say that really did? Um, I, I think as far as, as reaching out, it was um, for Twitter. One thing I noticed on Twitter is that when you, when you follow the, the smaller actors like yourself, mm-hmm. I don't even want to call them small actors because they're not small actors, but the actors that are starting off, uh, they tend to start following you back, and it's people that that, that we're trying to reach out to because they're going to look at the show and go, okay, wow, these are actors that are starting off. You know, we got to help support. You know, actors supporting actors. So that's kind of what we, the audience that we aim for as far as um, promoting the show, I guess. But as far as an audience, it's just we we put it out there to everybody that we know and say, here's what we're doing. You know, let let's watch it through. We'll put it through Facebook, Twitter. Um, we've got, we had a newspaper article last year mm-hmm. here in Airdrie. Uh, we had an interview with a local newspaper here again this year, but I haven't heard anything else back about, uh, when they're going to put it out. But, um, we just, as far as finding an audience, it's just whoever wants to watch it, we'll promote it. We'll put it out any way we can. And we've gotten a good okay. response on Twitter, uh, from a lot of people who, uh, one of the things that I recently learned on, on Twitter, probably about two weeks ago, three weeks ago was how to pin a tweet. Yeah, I just had to show my wife how to do that like last week. Yeah, I had no idea. And that's actually so useful because um, with my personal account, uh, I've got the show on there on my pinned tweet. And there's been over 2,700 views of that tweet, right? So, I mean, that's like people look at it as soon as they see your profile. They're looking at this. Wow, this is, you know, let's let's go check this out. And then our views kind of jump. Our subscribers jumped, I think. Maybe 20 new subscribers in the last month. Oh, excellent. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, as far as an audience, like I said, it's really tough to really say. We just kind of put it out there. We, as far as promoting, we, I on, on Twitter, get it out there on Twitter to all the local actors. Um, I've got a lot of followers in, in London, uh, not London, Ontario, in London, England. Okay. And they seem to be the most supporting actors around, right? They're, they're constantly actors supporting actors. I mean, it's a hashtag that we actually started there a couple of days ago. I'm not sure if you saw that, but that's kind of the best way we can do it. Okay. Has there been an attempt to promote it that didn't work? Um, I don't think so. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's a good answer too. <laughs> you know, that's probably the better answer. I don't think, yeah, no, every kind of every way we've promoted it is kind of, it's kind of worked. Gotta conquer Facebook. Yeah, the only thing we got to do is get it is, is conquer Facebook. Um, are you on? You know what? Because I've just watched your YouTube channel and your tweets. I haven't even looked for you on Facebook. Are you on there? Uh, yeah, we we set it up two weeks ago. It's not the 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 the, uh, the Facebook page for my roommates is not 
fully 100% ready, but it is up and people can go and they can like it. We got to make some changes to it, but, but okay. it's up to know it's on Facebook. It's ready to go. I think we're going to make the full announcement and start promoting and pushing it on Facebook. Uh, probably here in a couple of weeks once we get, uh, we, we had a couple of issues that we had to deal with for filming season two. And once we get those completely sorted out, then uh, we're really going to start pushing uh, the Facebook page. Okay, yeah. great. Well, I'll, I'll go find that and make sure I like it. Well, you know, it's because um, I did the same thing. I started a Facebook page, not a group, um, and really didn't know how to promote it or anything, right? Yeah. And then there was a local convention that came up here, and it turned out the guy that played Flash Gordon uh, back in the 1980s movie yeah, wow. was going to be there. And I love that movie. I'm like the one guy in America who loves that movie. <laughs> Um, so I, you know, I paid whatever it cost to get a table there and came up with the idea of doing a, uh, raffle. So I bought gift certificates, to local businesses, and basically you go like me on Twitter and Facebook, you get an entry for each of those. Yeah. And so that, that first day I picked up 110 Facebook likes and I had been stalled at like 80 for months. And most of those were like friends, you know? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. insane. We actually, that, that, sorry to, to, to kind of run over your story there, but no, no, no. one thing we did on, on Twitter is we, we tried, or I tried to run a little bit of a promotion. No, we tried. That was, the, was my two roommates page. Mm. So we tried to run a little bit of uh, a giveaway for our 200th follower, a 300th follower, our 500th and our thousandth. Sure. And so if the 300 or 400 or 300 or 500, those two people still haven't gotten back to me to claim their prizes. Mm-hmm. But the 200th follower turned out to be a, um, a local um, a reporter here in, Cal- in Calgary. She used to work on a channel. We had a sports channel here called The Score. And she used to be a reporter, a hockey reporter for the Calgary Flames. And now she's on the Weather Network as a reporter here in Calgary. So she was a 200th follower. And we reached out to her, and then we, for her prize, it was going to be an option. She could have a season two uh, DVD autographed by the cast of people she doesn't really know, mm-hmm. or she could do a guest appearance on the show. And she chose to do a guest appearance on the show, so we're going to have her on episode five. Like, yeah, episode five, she's going to be there, so we'll have a nice little guest appearance from a local Canadian reporter. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So that was one, I guess you can call that a promotion. Yeah, that was pretty. That was a pretty successful promotion. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no, that, that sounds like that worked out pretty well in your favor. It did, and and I mean, it wasn't even that we were trying to go out and physically get her. She just happened to be our two hundredth follower, and you know, it, it was it turned out to be, you know, perfect. And we got some jokes in there. The script's already written. I sent it to her. Um, she approved it because obviously we got to be careful with her being uh, the TV right. personality. We got to be careful what we do. But um, she, uh, no, she liked the script and she was laughing about it. She's got a, a degree in political science, so we got a couple of political science jokes that make fun of her and her sister actually. And we're going to do a couple fun little things at the end of the show. So episode five is going to be uh, going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, that sounds really cool. Yeah. We got a little uh, skit that we're going to do at the end of the show that involves her uh, and kind of makes a little bit of a mock of her reporting days as a, as a, as a hockey reporter. But she's uh, she's been a good, a good sport about it, and she can't wait to do it. So it's going to be a lot of fun, episode five. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, that sounds like a blast. So what is the biggest thing you've learned about producing your own show in this process? Oh, um, I never realized how hard and how much time and detail has to go into this. Um, I, I don't even, I've, I've learned so many things. I, I can't even pick out one. How about two? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the biggest thing I, I would say I learned is is directing and dealing with people. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing. Dealing with people <laughs> like half. <You're, laughs> um, I, I think for me, <laughs> direction and, and dealing with people and, and having to uh, see the different personalities and the different people that you have to work with and uh, with actors, some of them have their emotion right at top level so you have to be careful about what you say to them and how you say it and being politically correct which I'm typically not that person I'm a jerk yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that's been the biggest thing for me is learning how to deal with people during, during the direction and whatnot okay well that certainly makes sense um, guys we're coming up on time so why don't you tell me where people can find you on the interwebs uh, you can find us on Twitter at my two roommates. Uh, the, the name two is the number two, so my number two roommates. Uh, you can find us on on Facebook at my two roommates. Uh, you can find my me personally at on Twitter at Corey Gerard. Actually, I think it's spelled Corey Geard. I think I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think I did. You don't know how to spell your own name. No, it's not. It's a new name. Okay. And you think I get lost? And yeah. So and then you're you can, a writer, right? Right. And you can find Callum uh, on Twitter at what is it? Carnegie Callum. Yeah, Carnegie Callum. And Jen will have fit our Twitter tonight. And it'll be Jay's Knack. It'll be Jay's Knack. Nobody's Jen's Knack. Yeah. Is it, are you having trouble getting your own name on Twitter, Jen? Oh no, I I actually okay. don't. Uh, <laughs> that will be a problem later. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just having a hard time getting her on Twitter. I'm not very stackable. Well, what if you just, like, tape her phone to her hand and just leave it locked on the Twitter screen? Well, i, I got to tell you, since the day that I've met her, she's had her phone taped to her hand. Oh, well, so that won't help at all, then. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get her on there. We're going to get her going. Um, I've asked all the cast to try to get on there to help promote. Um, even the, some of the, the <laughs> support actors are on, on Twitter. You can find them as well. Lindsay Coyle. Um, Mandy Fasaro and Ann Mulders. I don't think Ann is on there yet, but you can find them on there as well. And Jen, as we speak, Jen is sitting here signing up for Twitter. Okay, great. Well, I'm I'm gonna check on that in like an hour. And if you don't if you don't see her on there, send me a send me a message. Yeah, we'll make sure there's proper reprimands or bad scripts that are that go in hand with this. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, so we are coming up on time. Corey, anything you want to end on before we go? Uh, no, I just want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity. I mean, we listen to your show, and the, the my favorite episode so far has been with Fred Awanek. I mean, you guys do a great job, and then keep up the work. Yeah, that was a great episode. I really had a blast doing that one. I've actually listened to that one twice myself. It, it's a lot of fun. I, you guys, it just, <laughs> I think I was laughing the whole time. It was, yeah, he was, he, you know, I'm going to tell you real quick, I'm trying to put together a beer tasting episode with him, but I'm having a hell of a time making sure that my guy in Texas, a comic book writer who's going to be on the same episode, myself and Fred can get the same beer since we can't ship them to each other. Yeah, that actually be really cool. 
Yeah. That's, that's what so. I don't think the, the uh, Calvin in general about, uh, about Fred is that he's like a beer connoisseur. Yeah, he's he's a giant beer guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he is. He even yeah. has a web series called Brew Stars. He's, he's got two web series out right now. One oh. is Walker Broke and one is Brew Stars. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've just done the pilots. I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to delete this, but I actually got a VIP a, a Tunneler account so I could look like I was in Canada and vote for his series on those websites. Okay. <laughs> on StoryHive, yeah. Yeah, um, because first off, I, I really like Lauren and Fred, and it looked like they were both going to pick up a little work if those got picked up, so I was, like, pushing for them. Yeah, but um, I think I voted all five times for Going for Broke. Yeah. Going for Broke was the one I really wanted to see out of the two, but I, like, did everything I could to, like, promote either one as much as I could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, Going for Broke, me, I was talking with Fred about it when he asked me to vote, and I said, I'm going to vote for Going for Broke because – you know, being about golf, I'm, I'm a golfer myself, so it's kind of right up my alley, whereas beer, I drink beer for one reason. Um, the flavor, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> I love the taste of beer, especially when it's skunky. Yeah, skunky whore beer. I mean, what could be better than – do you guys have Heineken up there? We do. Yeah, we do have – What could be better than room temperature Heineken? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And, my favorite. And yeah, get the job done. <laughs> Exactly. Well, if you if you plug your nose and drink fast, it certainly can. Yeah, you just get a straw and everything works out perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Callum, anything you want to end on before we go? Uh, no, thank you for giving us this opportunity. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, yeah, I've had a blast. Thank you for taking the time to be on here. Yeah, we're also going to have a, a website or, uh, for Calcor Productions. Uh, it's in the works right now, but it'll be www calcoreproductions.com uh, we have uh, we have someone working on that it's going to be it's going to look real good real soon and you can you can find episodes of my two roommates on there as well yeah all our, all our uh, episodes will be posted on there all of our other work outside of that will be posted on there as well so oh, yeah yep. and Jen how about you anything you want to say or promote before we go I have Twitter <laughs> You just signed up. Awesome. Um, I'm good. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Do you want to share your Twitter account, or are you going to keep that a secret now? <laughs> yeah. I'm at Jen Znack, Z-N-A-C-K. Now, Zed, that would also be known as a Z in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we say Zed, not Z. That's a weird Z. You know, there, there are a couple things that, that, that I think are kind of funny that you guys are closer to the English on, even though we basically have the same accents and everything over here on this side of the ocean. Yeah. And then, you know, you guys use the word bum. We don't. Or some some areas do in Canada, not all of them. What, 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 sorry, what word? Bum for, you know, for your rear, for your backside. Yes. Nobody else bum. says some parts. Some parts of Canada use that. No parts in America do. Weird. Yeah. I never that knew that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys say? Yeah. Or then, like, I've actually picked out a Canadian in the crowd because they'll say process, and we say process. Oh, yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's just weird. That, that just weird. small things but where you're just a little bit closer to the English than we are. Yeah. I think the more you, I guess, go towards England, the more you pronounce every letter in the word. <laughs> I guess, all right. That's weird. Yeah, it could be. I, it just, it's funny to me that we are so like America and Canada in so many ways, and then these, these weird little idiosyncrasies that, that just, like, the border separates, even though, you know, we may shop in each other's stores because it's actually easier than, than staying in your own country sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, it, it's, it's really funny. Z Z 
color. Even color spelled differently. I don't yeah. understand that. Flavor. Flavor. Uh, actually, that was an intentional thing by our founding fathers. They ditched a whole bunch of letters so our language looked less English than traditional English. Really? Nice. Yeah, we, we they actually dropped a lot of U's, and they yeah. reordered the E and R oh. in, like, theater, things like that. Center. The more you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was actually an intentional, like, you know, we're going to be as... Because you know, there was actually a vote held to see if German should be the national, the semi-national language when our country was first founded here. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it was only, it was like two votes that kept it English instead of German. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Well, I know the Midwest was settled by a lot. Of, I don't know if it was a lot of Germans, but it was a lot of mid Europeans. Oh, there's there's a lot of Germans there, yeah. In the Midwest, you know, big, yeah, big Nordic-y, uh, You know, everybody's like seven foot tall. Yeah, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. The Nordics. Yeah. Nordic presence. Yeah. <laughs> Jen's actually really tall herself. She's six foot, so she can just about down there. Yeah. Well, then she'd have to fake that accent though, and that's not a pretty accent. Yeah, I know. Sure. It's actually really weird. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh yeah, we're gonna go to the Seven Eleven there, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> but they have actually just the funny thing is, a lot of people from Minnesota, when they were filming Fargo here in Calgary, um, in order for us to to get auditions, we had to get a Minnesotan accent, mm-hmm. which is like a, a Northern Canadian accent. Yeah. It's really weird. Like they actually speak like people from Northern Canada. Not even that far north, like Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Edmonton was far north for most people. Sure. But yeah. Well, yeah, but but the further north you go in Canada, the the less livable it gets too, right? Um, it depends on which way you go. If you go gotcha. north from here, yeah. If you go northwest from here, it's a little bit nicer. Gotcha. I just know that um, like when they filmed Corner Gas, they'd film during the summer, even their winter scenes, because the winters were just unfilmable there in Rolo. Yeah. Well, it, it's just catch when you're right in the prairies. It's, I mean, you get to, oh, it's ridiculous. Minus 30 Celsius, minus 40. It's, it's insane to shoot. I think what they were doing, too, they shot, um, they shot Corner Gas in the spring and the summer, and mm-hmm. then Fred, and I do believe Gabriel Miller, shot... Um, Show called Robson Arms. Yeah, they shot that in Vancouver during the winter months. I think that was a decent show. Yeah. yeah, and see, and I didn't realize that those. Were, I thought Robson Arms came before Corner Gas. I didn't realize they were shot at the same time, basically. Yeah, they were shot at the same time, and and I think uh, what did he do after? He did Dad for Mayor afterwards. Oh yeah. Well, and here's the thing. So, being Corner Gas super fans, we actually own Robson Arms, and Dan for Mayor, and Hiccups and all of Corner Gas, and all of Fred's movies. Yep. But you cannot get Hiccup Season 2 or Dan Vermeer Season 2 in the States. I don't even think they... Um, I don't know if you can up there, but I know for a fact you can't down here. Uh, but uh, did they even make a Season 2 of Dan Vermeer? They did. I don't even remember. I, I, I don't even think I've seen it. I don't think it's up. Yeah. Well, from talking to Fred, it doesn't sound like a lot of people saw it. <laughs> No, I don't, because we have a, a a channel up here called Crave TV, and it's just a bunch of uh, series. Like you got, we have Big Bang on there and whatnot, and all the Corner Gas, um, uh, all the Corner Gas episodes are on there, and Dan Vermeer is on there with hiccups, and I'm pretty sure Dan Vermeer's only got the one season on there. 
Yeah, so I'm wondering if there was never a syndication deal or anything at all put in place for the season twos of those shows. Huh. Pick okay. up some damn from there. I, I don't, uh, I'm trying to think maybe there was. Because actually, now that I'm thinking back on it, um, I think I remember a few years ago, Fred trying to, um, trying to promote season two to get it picked up by CTV. Huh. Yeah, it's, we talked about it when, when I had him on. Um, and he said that they, they basically changed the show, like the whole style and everything was very different. Yeah. And and he said that they even went so far as to start putting the promotional material together like it was an episode of Corner Gas. Really? Because I, I remember he made the comedy, so I'm sure somebody somewhere was looking at the TV going, well, why isn't Hank wearing a hat? Yeah. That, that's the thing with a character like that. He did such an amazing job on that. Everyone knows him as Hank. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the one. I'll tell you what. When I interviewed Lauren and Fred, I was so afraid of calling them Davis and <laughs> Hank the whole time yeah. that I actually I actually bungled my wife's on-air name repeatedly <laughs> because I was so worried about the other ones. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And my wife kept, like, kicking me under the desk. And I'm like, no, no, it's cool. I, I can fix it in editing. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... Uh... He did such an amazing job. I remember when I watched uh, the show Just Friends with Fred and Ryan Reynolds. And I watched it after Corner of Gas, and all I could think of was Hank when I watched him. Yeah. And it's sad because he, did, he actually did a really good job in Just Friends. Oh, sure. Hey, did you guys, did you see Fred's most recent movie? It was called Patterson's Wager. I haven't yet. I actually got it queued up on uh, on demand to watch it. I was going to watch it this weekend, actually. I might watch it tonight. Yeah, watch it. If you got a good reason for a date night, save it for that. But if not, go ahead and watch it. I've actually interviewed the writer and director of that as well. Oh, and it is it is a fantastic little movie. Yeah, I, I heard it was really really good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I one of my nephews actually watched it in Newfoundland. Go figure. But uh, he said it was actually really really good. Um, so I do have it queued up. I remember when Fred was promoting it, I was trying to retweet for him to get as many people as I can to to follow it and to watch it. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I heard it was. I heard it was a really, really well done. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. My wife loves it. I mean, just absolutely loves it. And the guy Corbin Salican, O Corbin Salican, the the writer and director, great guy. Also, a bigger comic book nor- nerd than I am, which always shocks me. <laughs> yeah, but if you get a chance, check it out. No, I- All right, guys. Well, I'm going to do my wrap up because I've kept you for an hour and ten minutes now. It looks like <laughs> it's actually been great. Time just flew. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm having a blast. So, I mean, so what, I, what I'd like to do is offer you an opportunity to come on anytime you'd like to in whatever version, separate, uh, together. If you had a different project to promote, please feel free to ask to come on because I would love to have any of or all three of you back again. That's awesome, and I'm pretty sure we're going to take you up on that offer. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that, before we go to, I think October 5th is our release date for Season 2, maybe before we do that. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, That'd be great. Season two after we get the first four episodes shot. Well, guys, thank you for coming on Geekish Cast. I really appreciate it. So, again, guys, that's Corey Gerard, Jen Snack, and Callum Carnegie from My Two Roommates. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having us. I appreciate it. And everybody else, you can find us in the meantime at geekishcast.com on Facebook or at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Geekish Cast. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to us. You can find us on iTunes, Android, TuneIn, Stitcher, and on our own website at geekishcast.com. 
Geekish Cast is a Vias and Vicar production. If you got a thought or a comment or think you or somebody you know would be a good guest for Geekish Cast, please feel free to reach out and contact me. You can email me, thegeekishcast at gmail.com or jeremy at thegeekishcast. Or you can even phone me at 209-232-6001. I'll keep my ears out for you.